Hi, I'm Garth Tanner. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. HRT launches their 2011 livery. I think the car looks fantastic. Uh, the guys have done a really, really good job with the livery. It looks fantastic. It looks great under these lights. It looks really good under the lights of the first round of WW. Tony D'Alberto sets himself up for the test day. We've all been training pretty hard over, over the break, but there's nothing like hopping in the car. So that'll be interesting to see how we all go. And Dave Reynolds and James Moffat join us for Controversy Corner. How many times are you going to crash into me, Reynolds? How many races are there? That's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Team Vodafone has launched their 2011 livery. The team now managed by Adrian Burgess is looking to take back the V8 Supercar Championship crown. Jamie Winkup spoke about how much Adrian's been able to put his stamp on the team already. Just his presence is actually, as I say, created a different feel for the team. Um, he's a racer. He's, he's here to make the cars go quicker and make them more reliable. And, uh, you know, I, I can see exactly that happening. For Jamie Winkup and the test day, he has got a fair bit they're trying to get through. Uh, plenty. You know, a lot of the stuff we don't really have to test, so to speak. There's just uh, improvements in the car. It's, you know, it's, it's strength, um, it's efficiency. So, um, you know, the car is much different to what it was uh, this time last year. And, uh, you know, we, we'll, we'll go out there, make sure we get our bike set up right and, um, you know, finally this time, okay. as opposed to the last couple of years, we've got a set of uh, set of informational data from the car from last year. So, as I say, can't really looking forward to it. Tyres are an important part of any test day, and Wing Cup says they've got a pretty good tyre bank. So our, our tyre bank's not bad. We're uh, We've got, pl- we got plenty of tyres to be able to do what we want to do. Winkup says that the new look has really refreshed their whole attitude for 2011. Although it's the same team with the same sponsor, it feels like a brand new start for us with, uh, with new livery, new personnel. Honestly, uh, Lounge and I, we, we feel like it's a, a new team, a new beginning, and can't wait to, uh, to hit the track. Lounge will once again be joined by Mark Scaife in the Enduros with Jamie Winkup teaming up with Andrew Thompson. Tomorrow, V8 Supercars will announce a new partnership with Disney Pixar. Disney Pixar's Cars Truck Tour, a travelling attraction featuring Mac, the life-size transporter from the Cars movie, will join the V8 Supercar Circus at every race event across Australia, including the test day this weekend. Greg Murphy's Pepsi Commodore was unveiled today. With Murphy impressed on how the Kelly organisation has come together, he's looking forward to joining up with Todd and Rick uh, following a previous stint with Kelly Racing back in the Walkinshaw days. The car certainly has a unique look. HRT have unveiled their 2011 racer at Holden's Fisherman's Bend headquarters. 
Garth Tander and James Courtney hosting the ceremony. Welcome to the 2011 Holden Racing Team launch and livery launch uh, here at Holden HQ. Uh, very, very special uh, welcome to James Courtney, our new teammate, uh, our team and uh, everyone from Holden Racing Team. Courtney says he loves the look of the new HRT ride. Yeah, no, the car looks fantastic. It's, um, you know, it's... It's aggressive, but yet classy. It uh, definitely ticks all the boxes. I think it's great that it's all red again. Um, I think it's going to look good going across the line first. Garth Tander talked about HRT and their preparations for 2011. I think it's the freshest start we've had for a long time at Holden Racing Team. Like I say, with James coming on board, the current champion, he's got a lot to prove. There's a lot riding on his move coming to Holden, and um, you know we both want to be up the front. It's certainly doable. And, um, you know, we look forward to the challenge together. Courtney thinks he's in a really good position to defend his championship. You know, we're pretty pretty keen to get on with it. You know, to win the championship and to be able to back it up would be uh, be a great feeling. And it's, uh, you know, it's what the team have got me here to do. It's what Gar's here to do. So, uh, you know, we'll push each other all the way through the year and, and um, you know, try and deliver that at the end. Fabian Coulthard has unveiled his new ride, the Bundaberg car, undergoing a major livery revamp. The car, now predominantly black and orange, with a change to the number 61, reflecting the company's start date in 1961. Coulthard told Fox Sports he cannot wait to drive his new beast. I've been able to sit behind and make a few car noises, but uh, not physically be able to drive it as such. Warren Luff's Gulf Western Oils car has been unveiled. Luff told the V8 Insiders about his 2010. Well, I started the year only doing the Enduros, finished the year as a full-time driver, so it's uh, it was an interesting transition. Tony D'Alberto said that the support of Wilson Security will provide some financial stability for his family team. We survived last year, I guess, um, but we had to put some personal money in also to keep the, the team afloat. Um, but, you know, we, we made gains last year, the start of the year. We didn't have a lot of sponsorship, and over the year, through, you know, we got GB Galvanising, and through them and their contacts, they uh, got a few more sponsors on board, so it helped us along the way. But Definitely to progress and to develop the car and develop the team, expand the team, you need that, that major backup. With rumours D'Alberto is moving to FPR and Ford in 2011, we asked what he could tell us about the plans. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to release our new livery straight after Abu Dhabi. Um, and besides that, I can't really say too much, but... Um, there's definitely some exciting things happening and you know, not only with the Wilson Security coming on board but we're running the development series car for David Wall also. D'Alberto says that having David Wall join his team in the Fujitsu series will be a great advantage. You can ask David how the, how the track is. Generally the Fujitsu guys are on before the main guys and uh, whether there's been any change overnight to the circuit or any changes he made to the car that help, you know, tyre pressures or whatever it might be. Um, so I'm sure throughout the year I can use uh, uh, David's experience to try and help me and, and vice versa. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, Dave Reynolds and James Moffat will join me for our first ever Drivers' Roundtable. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars. 
showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Jason Richards. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week, something we've never tried before, hopefully... It'll go well, because joining us on the line is second-year driver David Reynolds from the Kelly Racing Organisation, jumping into the Stratco car this year. David, thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks for having me. And a rookie for this show and also for the main game is James Moffat, who's uh, jumping into the championship-winning car, literally. No pressure, James. Oh, well... Definitely big shoes to fill, but um, I'll be giving it my best shot, put it that way. Now, what is it like as you prepare for your first official test day of 2011, James, to know that you are making the step up into the main game for a full 12 months? Well, definitely it's exciting, that's for sure. Um, It's been a much shorter off-season to what I've been used to the last couple of years racing in the development series, because things don't usually... uh, kick off till uh, the middle of March Eclipsal, so to be uh, jumping in the car this Saturday for uh, the, the official test day down at Eastern Creek is uh, definitely going to be uh, exciting and definitely I'm looking forward to it, so uh, yeah, hopefully we have a good can day. Can I talk over the top of you? Well, you can if you do that. Mate, can I talk to James for two seconds? Far away. How much better would it be if our off-season was that long? It'd be good. I know. Like, everyone's just in a mad rush to get everything organised for the test day. Well, yeah, like, well, the boys at DJs are not too bad, but uh, those Slade Dogs pretty, uh, Stonies are pretty under the pump. Yes, we're, we're a little bit under the pump as well. Literally, all your teams have just finished Sydney, and yep. both your teams have undergone, undergone some significant changes, Dave. Exactly. You know, we've got two new drivers, they're changing the cars around. They've built a new car. You know, there's a lot of stuff happening, and that is, and like you go to throw it in Christmas and and the New Year period as well in there, so people can spend time with their families, and it's just not happening. You said, uh, James, that you don't think the uh, Dick Johnson guys are as stressed as what probably uh, they could be. Oh, look, certainly. Um, I was in the workshop yesterday, which was uh, Monday. Uh, it was actually my first chance to, to have a sit in the car, but um, no, the, you know, the atmosphere in, in the workshop at DJR was, was pretty good. No, none of the boys were running around um, like headless trucks, so to speak. So um, they That's all seemed pretty relaxed. But I've, yeah, I've heard from a few boys up here that you know uh, a couple of the teams are, are wishing they may have had a, a couple of couple more weeks extra. So as um, as Dave said, it is it's it's not so bad on us drivers, but it's it's a lot tougher on the teams, um, considering that a lot of teams um, did a ride day after after Homebush as it was. So um, by the time they get back to their respective workshops, either in Queensland or Melbourne, um, it doesn't give them much time to um, to turn the cars around and and also have a bit of a break in the off season. Dave, you've mo- you have moved from uh, a long establishment with work on shore performance to go to Kelly Racing. It's still in Melbourne, so I guess you've got a comfort zone there where 
you're still in the same city, you've still got the same surrounds, and you know a lot of these people already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I spent um, four years at Walkinshaw Racing, and, you know, I learnt heaps there and now, but now it's time to move on. And I've gone to Kelly Racing for the next two years, so you know, I'm really looking forward to a different different team, different aspect, different, you know, everything's a bit different, but I still have that, I suppose, your, what you said, comfort zone in Melbourne. James, I, I know you're moving up to Queensland, so how big a change personally has it been for you to try and get your head around what you're going to be doing this year? No, oh, it's been a pretty big big change, to be honest, Craig. I've been a, a Melbourne Melbourne boy all my life, so um, the thought of, you know, sort of shutting up shop down in Melbourne, so to speak, and moving up up here to um, Queensland has, has meant that the last couple of weeks have been pretty frantic trying to um, organise you know, renting a house for, for the next 12 months at least and then um, probably the big task was organising moving all the all our um, furniture and you know, gear up, up from Melbourne to Queensland so uh, I should be actually right now in the process of moving into uh, our new place but unfortunately the, uh, the moving truck had a bit of a drama on the way up and uh, is minus a rear suspension, so I'm told. So uh, my uh, yeah, all the contents of my house, so to speak, uh, somewhere between Melbourne and Queensland, which is a bit uh, concerning at the moment. But uh, we'll uh, we'll work things out, I'm sure. Dave, does the fact that uh, you've got that little bit of stability there, and the fact that you're going into a team that is reasonably stable, they've just been building on what they've been doing over the last three years, or this is their third year. Is that going to mean that you're going to be able to hit the ground running or is there still going to be quite a time to get yourself gelled into the operation as it stands? Oh, I want to hit the ground running, but, you know, there's always that period of adjustment you've got to go through so you sort of understand how everything works in there and understand the cars a bit better. And, you know, they're only, they've only been open for two years, so this is going to be their third season. So they're doing a pretty good job considering the amount of experience everyone's had together. When you look at the organisation, though, they are a lot like Walkinshaw Performance in as much as they do 99% of all their work in-house. Yes, they do. And they're actually building a, another factory out the back. So they're going to consolidate everything in, under one roof, so it's going to be probably one of the best motorsport facilities in Australia. The security of two years, I guess, also helps you with what you have to do, you're not racing for a drive this year. No, not 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 really. And you know, I've sort of I've signed up with the attention of being there a bit longer, hopefully. So, providing everything goes really well, and they want, I hope, I think they want to keep me for as long as they for as long as they can, and I want to be there to try and make it work. So, providing if everything goes all right, it's going to be really healthy relationship mm. there's a feeling james that uh, going into dick johnson racing as it stands at the moment is it's going through such a heavy transition in as much as uh, it's a bit like what the uh, toll hsv team was a few years ago where uh, a lot of their key people were torn out of that team how are you finding wo- working with the guys the engineers and everyone you're going to be working with this year oh look so far it's been really good um so, you know, I think uh, over the last 30, 30 years, if Dick Johnson's proven anything, that he's a fighter. And um, like you said, there has been a few people leave the team from last year, but um, at the end of the day, everybody is replaceable. So 
um, the, the guys that are still there, you know, the, the core group of guys that were still involved um, in the championship win for, for Courtney last year, a, a lot of them are still there and, and they're just as motivated to keep DJ out the front as um, not only myself, but Steve Johnson are. So, look, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, I guess, the ownership of the team towards the end of last year and it, it looked pretty unstable at times. But, um, you know, Dick's managed to pull through and... Um, and, and keep the team together and you know, I think with Jim being back on board again for the year, you know, things are looking good. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, to getting getting into things and starting off at Eastern Creek with the test, but then um over in the Middle East, Abu Dhabi for the first round should be really good. Mm. Well, we need to take a break here on the V Out Insiders. We might talk about alcohol brands after this break. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining me is James Moffat and David Reynolds. And guys, you two do have some experience working together, although you weren't uh, racing head-to-head. Dave, uh, what did you think of James Moffat when he was in Sonic Racing, racing in uh, the Formula Fords when you were in Carrera Cup? I was arrogant as all shit, really. <laughs> you would say that, Reynolds. <laughs> no, I've known Moff for ages, and we get along pretty good. So I got I got respect for most people, as long as they respect me back. Now, James, you actually took his ride when he made the move up into the main game. Yeah, I think it was 2007 when uh, I was racing for Ford for Sonic, and and Dave was in his um, second year uh, racing Carrera Cup with with Sonic uh, after doing Formula Ford with them as well. So. Um, Naturally, after he won the championship in 07 in Carrera Cup, he moved on, um, I don't know, I can't remember if he went straight to the main series or did development series. But DVS. Oh, the way, uh, yeah, DVS. Um, yeah, I moved into uh, into the car that he raced in uh, in Carrera Cup, so, you know, that was a good step for me. And, and yeah, Dave and I have sort of known each other for quite a few years through, I guess, that connection of Sonic, and we always have a laugh and, and get on well, and... Yeah, it'll be interesting, I guess, racing each other for the first time. I just hope we are racing each other. That means, you know, we, we get to rub doors, hopefully. I'm going to nail you in the side of the door, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want some red on your car? Because it looks pretty white at the moment. Yeah, no, I'll splash a bit of Jim Beam up the side of your Stratco piece <laughs> if you want. <laughs> Well, Jim Beam, we've, you've managed to get two plugs in there, Moff, so obviously Siegel's been teaching you well. But, uh, oh, well, you know, if his car's not, not running right, it looks like it's got some viruses, I can always give him, give him some Norton 360 software as well, so that'll fix it up for him. <laughs> oh, classy <laughs> stuff. Dave, you came out of the uh, Bundaberg Racing car, and yep. uh, interested to get your thoughts. It launched today, and it looks uh, a very different piece than when you were out there driving in the uh, Red Bear. Yeah, it looks like they've gone away from the Bundaberg Red Racing side, and they're trying to get... Looks like, it looks like they've gone away from good look car. What do you think <laughs> of the uh, HRT car that was also launched this week? Well, Reynolds? yeah, I, I don't know. It looks a bit different. 
I don't know really what to think about it. Like I said, you know, I guess the people at um, at Toll and, and HRT and Holden and all that, those guys, they, they obviously like it. But uh, you know, I don't have to. I don't have to like it because I'm not driving it. And, and to be honest, I'm sort of not focusing on that sort of stuff. I'm just focusing on on our Jim Beam stuff. And uh, I'm sure uh, after Abu Dhabi, um, when our uh, livery's launched, uh, I'm sure it'll look good. And David will have a chance to. Uh give your livery a bit of a, a look-see because, Dave, uh, you certainly have had all the launches for Stratco and been over to Adelaide, but yep. is your car getting much of a, a David Reynolds paint job touch-up? Uh, yeah, it's going to look a bit different than last year. Um, you'll have to wait and t- see to the test day, so I'm not going to say anything about it right now. That's oh. a bit more of a surprise, you know. Okay. And, of course, you... Um, in the Kelly Racing side of the team, you've got a new teammate, and uh, well, probably a 51 on the car. Everyone's venturing. Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, not that I know of. I'm not getting involved in that side. But yeah, it's good to have. Actually, I don't think it's been announced. So it hasn't. <laughs> I can't really say anything about that one either. <laughs> I think Craig might have been trying to get a scoop there, Reynolds. Yeah, he's too quick for me, though, old Dave. Yeah, it's good to have Tony Riccadello back in the team, though. <laughs> that's that's pretty I'll tough. Just, I'll just shut my mouth and yeah. Of I'm course, what about the ducks and drakes that are going on with some announcements and uh, you know, Moff, the 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 story got leaked probably late last year that you were going to be uh, going and joining Dick Johnson Racing. How? How hard is it to deal with people, to deal with the media, when you really cannot say because of contractual obligations and sometimes because the rumour comes out, but there's been no ink on any paper? Well, I know that's exactly right. Just because a rumour is circulating doesn't mean there's any truth to that. So um, it wasn't until um, mid-last week that I actually put pen to paper and that's when the deal was actually finalised. So that was appropriate then that we, we announced the deal um, I think it was on Friday last week. So, um, yeah, up to that point, you, you can't stop speculation or people talking. So um, it, it was obviously nice um, for it to be officially confirmed because um, it was, I guess, a bit of a realisation to me that, that things were actually happening. So, um, you know, up until that point, um, you know, it, it is just talk. So uh, you're never going to stop people from talking. Dave? But it's got me, it's got me bugged how they actually find out and sort of, match up, marry up the two together, you know, like it's got me buggered. Like some people, you know, you must have a conversation with three people, but then about next week about 30 people know. But have you had the conversation and said something or has they just deduced from the way you're talking that something's happening? No, 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 like in private, when you go meet with people and you have a conversation about, you know, what potentially could happen and that, and then you walk away, and then a week later, like 30 different people come to you and talk to you about it, and you haven't told anyone. Mm. And how do you react when that happens to you? Well, what can you say? Obviously, you can't you just, you tell them the whole story, it. can you? Well, not at all, because it's all just, like the Mossad's just all speculation. When did you know you... It's all you, at the moment. When did you know you were going to be driving in 2011? Yeah. About halfway through last year. And did you know who it was going to be with? 
Yep. What then makes it so difficult to be able to keep that under wraps? Because it's exciting and you want to tell people and people have an invested interest in you. Does it make it harder when you've got your personal sponsorships and you've got all your associate sponsors when you know what you're going to be doing the next year but you actually can't tell them that you're wanting them well, to pony up for something like a main game seat? You can definitely tell them but they have to keep it you know, quite close to their chest about it because ultimately you want them to come with you over to the new team or wherever wherever you're going to go. So, yeah, you definitely... You have to tell some people, but yeah, it's still got me dumbfounded how like a very, very like smaller people in the industry find out. Moff, have you had uh, many situations like that in your time? Oh, look, as, <laughs> yeah, as you know, the last uh, last few weeks have been, been a bit like that. And, uh, you know, as Dave said, there's, it's a delicate situation in terms of, um, you know, along the way when you're negotiating with, with teams or, or for, for a drive that uh, certainly there are people that you have to um, tell some information in confidence and, you know, people like personal sponsors and, and stuff like that. But um, you know, generally sometimes those personal sponsors are involved in, in what's about to happen. So, uh, yeah, sometimes it is um, it is a bit dumbfounding to, you know, you, you have people coming up to you asking you questions and you, you wonder where they've heard heard the stories from. But, um, you know, at the, part, at the end of the day, it's all part of the part of the game we play in. So uh, you've got to choose your words carefully sometimes. Mm. You both have managers. How much do you rely on your managers to guide your careers? David, first. Well, my manager's actually a personal sponsor of mine, and he doesn't. He just helps helps me out a lot, and he doesn't. You know, doesn't require. He just does that out of the goodness of his heart. Really, he doesn't require any funds to to assist him because he runs an IT company of 180 people. So he's got 180 other problems he's got to take care of. So most of the stuff I do by myself hmm. with with the guidance of him. James, you, you've got David Siegel who also manages Will Davison and Craig Lowndes. How do yeah, you... well, so, you know, clearly he's, he's pretty well credentialed and um, sort of knows what he's doing because he's got two pretty high-profile drivers. So, um, you know, David, David's been really good for me in terms of, you know, there, there's certain things that I can just um, trust him to, to deal with and and there's you know other things that uh, that I have to deal with. So uh, you know it's it's a balancing act, and you know we, we're speaking regularly. You know you probably speak three or four times a week um, on average, and you know sometimes more, sometimes less. But um, you know through the whole process, he he obviously guides me along in what he thinks um, is, is the best best move at the time, and you know it's a relationship that um, we've had for quite some time that. Yeah, works both works well for both of us. So, uh, yeah. We need to take another break here on the V8 Insiders. The white flag lap is up next. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing: V8 supercars. 
showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. The white flag lap time here and Dave Reynolds and James Moffat still with me. And guys, uh, just before the break, we were talking about managers. And one thing I'm interested to get your views on is uh, I know, David, you do look at yourself as a race driver and you're really focused in on your driving. The other parts of the business, which are the personal appearances and the and the speaking with sponsors and uh, speaking with fans and media, do you find that a difficult thing to do? Well, some some parts are difficult, like dealing with all the sponsors and fans, if there if there are any. <laughs> it's, um, you know, that's that's quite easy. But like public speaking, I really struggle with. Um, you know. I, I, I have a real fear of public speaking. Ever since I was probably at school, I've been yeah, real um, standoffish for it. But, you know, it's just part of the job and you just got to get up there. James, what about you? Do you share David's concerns? Uh, no, to be honest, because, you know, I'd rather be doing what I'm doing than working a not, not normal job nine to five, five days a week. So, um, you know, I really enjoy interacting with the sponsors and the fans and and all those sorts of things. So, uh, you know, along the way we get to do some pretty cool and interesting appearances at times and, you know, not that, uh, you know, things that not everybody gets to have the opportunity to have a go at. So, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, all good from, from my point of view and it's uh, yeah, part of the job and it's the way that the, the sport has, I guess, changed over the years that it um, commercially... Um, you know, sponsors are, are requesting or requiring more, um, I guess, interaction with their drivers to, um, in a way, justify the, the money that they're spending. So, um, you know, it's the least we can do. Well, we have a little segment on the V8 Insiders called Gas and Go. It's five questions in three minutes. But I thought since you two guys are on the show... I might get you guys to uh, have five questions at each other. Each of you get a question a turn, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Starting with James Moffat to David Reynolds. How many times are you going to crash into me, Reynolds? How many races are there? <laughs> 28, I think. <laughs> 28 da- times then. <laughs> David? Moff, honestly, how do you think you're going to feel after the first race? Like physically, mentally? I you know, it's, it's, that's a tough one because, you know, probably the development series, and, and I reckon you'll agree with me, uh, the development series is good for giving you your miles in a way, but it doesn't give you anywhere near enough miles. So yeah. we just don't, in the development series, the races aren't long enough to to um, know how you go. So having done the Enduros last year, I've got a bit of an idea, so uh, I think I'll be all right. You reckon? Yeah. I hope so. Your turn, Moth. Um, you had a drive of your piece late last year. How was it? Yeah, mate, it wasn't too bad. It was more or less what I was used to. It's sort of got the same characteristics as a walk-and-shaw car. It has, you know, positive and, and negative points, but, you know, I'm going to try and work with my engineer, who I actually raced, raced Formula Ford with, James Small. 
funny stat. He's actually won more Formula Ford races than I have. <laughs> so I'm going to try and, try and go and try and work with Smalley to try and make it a bit faster. Who's your engineer? Uh, my engineer is Perry Tapper. Where's he from? Um, he used to work at um, PMM a few years ago. He's been at TJR uh, for a couple of years now, and um, he, he was a data engineer last year. So it's his um, first crack at engineering, but uh, you know, we'll see how we go. You both raced for factory teams. Interestingly enough, Dave was with Holden. He's still with Holden. Uh, James, you were with Ford, and you're still with Ford. What can you take out of the factory teams that you can now use at your uh, independent teams, as it were? Oh, well, it was sort of it was pr- probably um, being able to be at FPR last year was was a, was a good experience for me, um, and you know there'll probably be things that you know I can perhaps take to the table at DJR that, that may benefit them or not, but I'm certainly not going in there with the idea of um, you know needing thinking that we need to change the team too much because uh, clearly it, it did a pretty good job last year winning the championship. So um, <laughs> at the moment, I don't think it needs too many changes. David, what are you going to? Uh, what do you think you've seen at Walkinshaw that you can take to Kelly's? Well, I can take out a lot because I've, I was there for such a, a long period of time. You know, I can take out you know the professionalism and try and and try and infiltrate it where I am now. You know, the business the business skills, the understanding of the whole V8 supercar game. Like, I was there. They gave me my first start in 2009, so I can sort of... I know I know what to expect from a four-car team, having previously driven with them with four cars. So I know the pros and cons of a four-car team, and I can try and tell them how, how we can do it better. Thanks very much. That's Guess and Go, brought to you by V8X Magazine. And thanks very much to Dave Reynolds and James Moffat, who will see in your cars for the first time on the track, seriously, this weekend at Eastern Creek. And guys, uh, Dave first, how serious are you going to be at Eastern Creek this weekend? I'm going to be 100%, mate. Hard up it. <laughs> James? Yeah, well, we're not going, not going there for... Uh... Sunday afternoon drive, put it that way. So, uh, yeah, it's the first time we'll get back to get, it's the first time we get, get to get back in the cars. So, uh, each team will have their own test plan, I'm sure, and, uh, naturally, yeah, we have our own. So, uh, we'll be trying to get through that. And, yeah, for me, it's, um, a case of spending a bit of the day settling into the car and the team and, and then going from there. But, uh, yeah, we'll be out there going as hard as we can. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you both here on the V8 Insiders this week. Thanks for joining us, Dave Reynolds, and also also James Mofford as the checkered flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.